What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like those perfect portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. And how emojis now turn every FaceTime with the kids into fun time. <laughs> in fact, the only thing you'll love more than your iPhone XR is getting it included in the price when you get an unlimited plan. That's right. Get both unlimited and iPhone XR included for just 40 bucks a month. Sure, you can get unlimited somewhere else. But for the same price at T-Mobile, you get unlimited and iPhone XR. Join today and get iPhone XR included with your unlimited plan for just 40 bucks a line for four new lines. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. $30 for essentials plus $10 for iPhone XR with auto pay and qualifying trade-ins via 36 bill credits. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using more than 50 gigs per month. Video at 480p for well-qualified buyers plus taxes and fees. Contact us before canceling or remaining balances due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. Zero down plus $20.84 per month for 36 months. Full price $749.99, 0% APR. Welcome to another episode of the Hardwood Knocks. This is Adam Frommel here with Dan Favalli. Andy is not going to be joining us tonight, but he is with us in spirit. And as always, he is on Twitter throughout the day. Just all day, I assume. No uh, time after uh, dinner time, though. Yeah. Let him spend time with his family. So we've saved the best for last. Uh, we're talking about last year's champions, the Golden State Warriors. Fresh off 67 wins, that run to the title. Bringing back all the key pieces. This is a uh, team that is poised to be right back on the top of the Western Conference. Of course, they're going to have to stave off some challenges from the Thunder, the Clippers, the Spurs, basically the whole Western Conference, it seems like, at some points. But, I mean, still a remarkably elite team. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny that you keep calling them the best, or you said it at least once. Skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port in of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Once because it doesn't seem like anyone else wants to call them the best. We yeah, they're the best. Doc Rivers talking about luck. Um, I get what he was saying to a point. I think even the Warriors players, once they heard the official quote, understood what he was talking about. But you, you have that. You have Harden talking about how Curry shouldn't have been MVP. Uh, th- there was something else that I can't even think about it now. From another team, someone said something. Did they not about the Warriors were healthy or something stupid? And if you look, Vegas, I believe, I have not checked today, has the Cavaliers favored to win the championship. Which makes arguable. sense because they play <laughs> in the East. Yeah, You get there, getting to the championship is more than half the battle, and the Cavaliers have an easier path to the championship. Then they have the Spurs, again, a, a team that looks great on paper. But here's my issue with putting both the Cavaliers and the Spurs ahead of the Warriors. The Warriors were a top-ten team in NBA history last year. A top-ten team. You look at... 
all the scores that you need. You, you look at SRS. You probably look at Adam's facts if he can measure that at all. You, you look at overall team rating plus. They were one of the best teams ever. Ever. Not just last season. Ever. And people aren't going to pick them to win the title. If we're making logical picks without our heart and we're looking objectively at the sample size, at the teams, what we know about these teams, how do you not pick the Warriors? Don't we always see something like this happen, though? There's always such a a rush to try and put an asterisk by whichever team wins a championship. You know, when LeBron first won with the Heat, it was that they put together the big three and they played in the East. And no matter no matter who wins, there are always going to be people who are trying to discredit them and knock them down off that pedestal. It's the natural thing to do, and I don't think that we truly appreciate some of these teams until a certain amount of time has passed. And we look back on them and we might mythologize what they did a little bit because it's harder to remember the flaws and it's easy to remember all the good parts because those were inherently the most memorable. So part of it is natural, but it does seem like it's been taken to an extreme this season. I think there was a uh, a statistical analysis done by someone on ESPN, I forget who it was, but he looked at the path that was taken by the Warriors to win this title. And even though they played a bunch of teams that had injured point guards, you know, Mike Conley, uh, Kyrie Irving in the finals. Every I think they every point guard they faced, their normal starter was injured to some extent. But it was still one of the toughest roads ever. Well, here's the thing. They were 11 games better than anybody else in one of the best Western Conference structures ever. Yeah, if do not you luck into 67 wins? No, you can't. And again, you can sort of understand what Rivers was saying. There is a level of luck involved in everyone. But you have Kyrie Irving saying, if we were healthy, we would have beaten the Cavaliers. And Draymond Green's response, uh, we would have beaten the Warriors. Draymond Green's response remains my favorite. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. And that's the thing here. Yeah, there's a bunch of ifs with everything. What if Ray Allen didn't make that three-pointer in game six in 2013? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, my favorite stat of all of this. We can get super advanced and look at these metrics that people have come up with, and those are great. But let's keep it really simple. The Warriors' average margin of victory last year was 10.1 points. That is ridiculous. Number two in the league was the Clippers at 6.59. They were 3.5 points better than anybody else in margin of victory last season. And that comes with the caveat that they were leading by so much after the third quarter, that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson often didn't even play in the fourth quarter. If this was a team that actually had the pedal to the floor throughout the entire regular season and was playing to just not only knock their opponents down, but just drive their foot into their throats, their margin of victory could have been 13 points. Well, you look at that, and it's funny that you said that because they didn't play. Stephen Curry, Golden State's minute leader last season in all minutes played ranked 144th in fourth quarter exposure 144th and the Warriors and the Spurs but considering how good the Warriors were you wouldn't expect this didn't have anyone rank inside the top 15 of total minutes played what if they did play that much you ready for another crazy stat I'm ready. So if we look at team rating plus, which is something that I've done that looks at adjusted offensive and adjusted defensive efficiencies. So it's neutralizing the effects of of era and pace and all that. And you can read more about it if you really want to. So I won't explain more. But if you look at what they did through the first three quarters, 
they would be the number one team of all time. Better than the 96 Chicago Bulls by a narrow margin. And it was only because of that fourth quarter where they did ease up a little bit that they fell back into, I think they finished number seven all time in that stat. That's insane. That is that is crazy. That's also the thing, though. If you want to talk about luck, it works both ways. Yeah, the Warriors were lucky they stayed healthy. Yeah, some of these other teams are probably lucky that Stephen Curry didn't rank inside the top 20 of fourth quarter minutes played because they would have just been absolutely throttled even more. The Warriors, if we think about it, could have been a better team than they actually were, but they just chose not to be. And here's the other thing. If you look at their roster, we talk so much about continuity from year to year. They have more than 90% of their minutes from last season coming back into this season. There is no reason to pick against this team. Yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with that. And honestly, I think the luckiest people of all were whoever didn't have to play them on any given night because they were just a matchup nightmare for any team. And it was so easy last season to focus on the offensive exploits because you do have the Splash Brothers. I mean, you have Curry breaking three-point records. You have Thompson scoring, what was it, 37 and a quarter. Um, so all of those are so easy for ESPN and, and Sports Center and YouTube to jump all over. This was a team that was actually better on defense than it was on offense, and we didn't give them nearly enough credit for that because they were, without question, the cream of the crop in the NBA at preventing points. Absolutely, and they did it while ranking first in pace, which don't I don't want to say this hand to God, but I'm pretty sure... I believe it was an ESPN article. No NBA team has ever done that. Ranked first in defensive efficiency and possessions used for 48 minutes. Most teams cannot play fast and defend really well. The Warriors can. How much of it do you think has to do with all of their behind-the-scenes work? I know there was the one big story about how they're involving a lot more sports science, and Andre Iguodala, above all else, was wearing these monitors during practice that was telling him when he was fatigued and he was sleeping at the ideal temperature for his body to recover properly. And it seemed like the Warriors were the team that truly embraced all of these analytics that don't actually have to do with basketball. And it prevented them from having too many injuries. It, it prevented them from getting too fatigued. And maybe that was just mere coincidence, but it seemed like they pulled all of the right strings and they only did that in part because they had these tools at their disposal. Without question, the Warriors are just the most open-minded team in the NBA right now, and it comes down to that. You, you can even talk about, think about Greg Popovich, how stubborn he really is with certain things, but he's been open to change time and time again. Those are the great coaches. Those are the great staff. Those are the great organizations. You so often hear about these teams, these players, these coaches, talking about we're going to lose our way if we lose. No, you, you should try and win the best way to win. It's great that they're open to all this different technology, these different kinds of lineups. What they did behind the scenes was incredible, and I do think Steve Kerr was at the forefront of it. And when we talked about Mark Jackson leaving before last year, being fired, so much more had to do with not even just his relationship with the front office. I think that was probably almost exaggerated. He just wasn't open to different things. His lineups were stupid. He ran those hockey-style changes. His offense was slow. It over-relied on Steph Curry. There wasn't enough ball movement. Kerr comes in. They're open to change, and you even look at how they adjusted in the postseason. Well, let's even, just... go, let's even go beyond that, though, because 
the one of the more notable stories after Jackson was fired was how frustrated some of the key players on the team were. Steph Curry especially was ridiculously close to Mark Jackson and did not like that they were making that change. But everyone on this roster accepted the changes and realized that this was going to put them in a position to succeed and they better do their darndest to make sure they're maximizing that chance. Kerr came in and it wasn't like he just implemented a different version of what Jackson was doing. He completely changed things up. He got Andre Iguodala, who had never come off the bench in recent years, to adjust to being a full-time sixth man, and not only to do that, but to buy in so completely that he got other people to accept smaller roles. And this was a team that came together from the very beginning under a new coach who was acquired controversially. This, this is not something that just happens even once in a blue moon. It's even rarer than that. Absolutely. The other thing he did, getting a 10-year veteran like David Lee to accept not playing and being obviously probably not happy about it, but he accepted it. And it speaks to his personality. You can talk to anyone who has met Steve Kerr or spoken with Steve Kerr. I'm not one of them. You can talk to people who have. They love him. They love covering him. He's always personable. He's very charismatic. The fact that he was able to come in, he saw what needed to be changed and what didn't. Again, Golden State didn't change a lot of what it did defensively. It did because of Draymond Green, but he kept some of Mark Jackson's core tenants there. He's just a great all-around coach, and that went a long way into the Warriors' cultural overhaul, regardless of what they were doing. We also don't know, though, to the extent... How far did the front office want to go before that? We don't know if Mark Jackson's stubbornness sort of overshadowed them wanting to explore these different avenues. And the other quick point I'll make is just think about this team. The perfect example is let's not trade for Kevin Love because we think Clay Thompson is going to have a breakout year. That's pretty much what that came down to. That was to. crazy in the moment. I would have made that trade. And Absolutely. I, most people, and Absolutely. looking back, one of the best decisions that was never made. But I believe you have uh, some talking to the kids to do because I'm going to go order some dinner <laughs> right now. So Godspeed, y'all. Adam's just going to grab the mic solo. Yeah, hurry back. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine how much of a disaster it would have been if they did acquire Kevin Love because if he's, if he's on this team, the identity completely shifts. He's a guy who needs his touches. He's a guy who needs to work on the outside and on the, and on the post. And, and you're looking at a team that all of a sudden, instead of being adaptable, has someone who's really locked into playing power forward because he's not going to work as a small ball center for long stretches at all. And you had someone who could do that in Draymond Green. Clay Thompson is obviously key to this team, and he's one of the reasons that there's no real reason to expect a huge decline from them. As good as they were last year, I think you can actually make the argument that they could be better in the coming season. And just look at all of the key pieces. I mean, Steph Curry. Coming off an MVP year, he was born in 88. Like It's not like he's moving out of his prime. If anything, he's still moving into it, and it seems like there's still a little bit of room to grow. He's probably capped out on the offensive end. I mean, ridiculous three-point shooter, and he doesn't get enough credit as a distributor. But what often flew beneath the radar this last year was the improvements that he made on defense. And he doesn't profile as too strong a defender because he has that lanky body type. He's not built like so many of the other stoppers that we see. But 
he's become a really smart guy under under Kerr and under the rest of the coaching staff. Ron Adams especially deserves a little bit of a shout out here because he he made Curry transition from a complete liability at point guard into a guy who can steer people into exactly the spots where the Warriors need them to be for their defense to thrive. Beyond beyond Curry, I mean everyone on this roster is still young. And with the exception of Bogut, really, you can make the argument that they still have room to grow. Um, Andre Iguodala should be more comfortable as a sixth, sixth man, even though he's up there in years. Clay Thompson is only going to continue getting better as that second option. Draymond Green, if he learns how to shoot from the perimeter even more, that just makes him, him into even more dangerous of a threat. And they're adding in Jason Thompson, a guy who can bring some level of defensive presence at the four, and he's a pretty good rebounder off the bench. So without losing any key pieces, they have all of these guys and people like Festus Azili that could make them even more dangerous this year. How was your order, Dan? It was good. It's going to be ready shortly. It sounds, from what I heard, that you did a very good job in my absence. I want the Warriors to blow out teams again because I want to see what Festus Azili and James Michael McAdoo and Kevon Looney can do. I want to see those guys play because it's funny. We talk about the Warriors' core group or that foundation that's going to play a lot. they got some really good players on the bench as well in terms of prospects to just look further at. And that's just this team in a nutshell. Which, do you have a concern about this team? We can say with the caveat of health. Obviously, you have Bogut. Curry has a checkered past. You always just worry is... Is someone going to go down? That's there. But do you have a concern outside of injuries? For the record, I thought I was going to have to filibuster for a lot longer. You were not gone for that long. I'd only just gotten started, so thank you. Uh, No, I mean, the two biggest concerns I can see are Andrew Bogut and his ability to be exploited, as we saw the Cavs try to do during the finals. Because Bogut became a liability on the court, and they need him to do everything they want to because he's such a good screener, passer, and defender. And if teams are going to force him to the bench, that changes what they're going to do. Beyond that complacency, I mean, the biggest risk after winning a title and ending a 40-year championship drought is being satisfied and not having that same hunger and drive. I mean, the Warriors did everything last year. They really should have had even more awards than they won. They were the clear-cut best team during the league and uh, during the regular season and during the playoffs. So it could be easy for them to, to step back a little bit. And if anything, I think the best thing that's happened is them feeling slighted during this offseason. Them feeling like Doc Rivers really is talking about them needing luck to win a title, even if that's not really what he was saying. Because it does keep them motivated, which they will need to be throughout this season to repeat, because the West is still a gauntlet. Even if this is the best team, that's not a guarantee that they finish at number one or that they make it past the Western Conference Finals. Oh, absolutely. I'm 100% with you there. But it does seem to me that championship fatigue won't be an issue for them. You, You have that. For one, it's not like they've won a couple in a row where we're talking about the Miami Heat. The other thing is, is like you said, they got that fuel from what these other people have been saying, from what Irving said earlier in the offseason, from what Rivers said, from what James Harden said. Another understated aspect here is, do they want to play for Steve Kerr at this point? It doesn't look like he's going to start the season on the sidelines either. He's dealing with some uh, back, I believe, spinal issues, yep. and ho- hopefully he will be okay. But that's just another thing. It just seems that they aren't getting... Let's not even say they're not getting they don't they're not getting enough respect, but they're not being looked at as one of the best teams ever. 
which would fall under their respect umbrella. And that's something they have to know by now the numbers. They have to know they're one of the best teams ever, and they're just not being recognized as such. That's something that I think they're going to use, which will work out really well for them. I don't have a concern with this team. If anything, it might be, is, is their style of play just really going to be sustainable with fast-paced basketball on the defense, especially with Bogut, as you said, to possibly get exploited more? I could totally see this team doing what it did last year, steamrolling the Western Conference. All right, so how many wins? I think Kerr or Kerr's coaching staff, they're going to be a little bit more cautious this time around because once you get that championship under your belt, it's not a been there, been done that thing, but you know how important the postseason is. They're not going to match last year's win total. They could be equally as good, maybe even a little bit better in terms of some statistics. That would still be pretty hard to do. They'll get to 60. They'll, they'll crack the 60 threshold. I know Clay Thompson was talking about getting to 68. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they went full bore for the whole year, but I don't, I don't think they will. I'm going to go 60, 62. They'll finish. They'll get the number one seed in the Western Conference. I'm going to be a lot more bold, um, and it's because I'm not quite— 83 wins? <laughs> I'm not quite sold on the other contenders in the West because I think that the Spurs will need an adjustment period, and they're the Spurs. They're going to rest some guys. Uh, the, the Thunder are going to have to deal with Durant and Westbrook learning how to coexist again. And you look at all the teams, and there, there are some flaws that we can easily point to. And with this team, there isn't. I think they're maybe even more motivated this year than they were last season. And whether that, that motivation is sustainable throughout the entire regular season once they realize that they are this good again is uh, an important question. But I'm going to assume that they do and think that this team actually got even better because they do have young guys who are on the rise, and those outweigh the, the veterans who are on the decline. They did add in Jason Thompson, who I think can be a, a nice rotation piece. So I'm going to go on the record with 68 wins. Jesus effing Christ. That is a prediction. The crazy thing is, is I don't think you're crazy. Yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't be incredibly surprised if they got there. They, they are that good of a team. There's, now, there's so little margin for error. That that could easily be wrong, but this is a team that, this is the first team in a long while that actually feels like it's capable of challenging that 72 win threshold if it wants to. Yeah, it just comes back to, you can say 68, and while I may not agree with it or expect it, it's not completely ludicrous. Now, are they the champions? I picked them to win the title this year. Yeah, I, I think even if something else, even if some other team does eventually beat them in the playoffs, that the only smart pick right now is to pick the Warriors. Because this is, this is the defending champion that got better, that understands how to play with, with everyone on the roster, that has a great coaching staff. They have everything that you could possibly want in a team. So I would not want to pick anyone over this team. I like that you said the only smart pick is the Warriors. If you could call Vegas and let them know about that, that would be spectacular. But... Now that we are done waxing poetic on these historically good Golden State Warriors, it is time for... Bacon! Bacon! Where's the bacon? I smell bacon! 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 Gotta be bacon! Only one thing smells like bacon! That's bacon! I will be stealing the burning bacon stick once again. This time I'm going to talk about something that's really getting to me, this uh, Louisville basketball sex party scandal, where it seems that 
don't want to be quoted verbatim for this, but just per these different reports that are out there and everything that's being talked about, it looks like the school held stripper parties for recruits. There were some ladies that engaged in sexual intercourse for money. Uh, this is just the latest scandal that's being linked to Rick Pitino. He's, I, I believe as of now, claiming he had no idea. There are others who believe he absolutely had to have an idea. This is also the same guy who had an, an issue back in the day where he had consensual sex, I guess, in a restaurant, and then he later paid that woman three grand to have an abortion, or that's what allegedly happened. That was his side of the story per something I am reading in the Courier-Journal. It's just a mess here. One of the things that bothers me most is even the person who's blowing the whistle on this Louisville basketball scandal, the, the madam, quote-unquote, even though she's not supposed to be that, claiming she didn't profit off the women having sex with the players, but I believe two of her daughters were some of the girls that were paid to have sex with the players. Uh, you have players who were in comment denying it. There was someone who said it was like a strip club there. It's just ridiculous. It is just absolutely absurd. I'd be willing to bet stuff like this probably goes on elsewhere, which is sad. But college sports is so crooked. They are they are FIFA in collegiate form at this point. It is just ridiculous. And I hope, you know, we talk about athletes getting paid, and maybe they need to because maybe this would cheapen that. Or maybe this would become more prevalent, which is also something to consider. It's just a mess. It's not a good look for anyone. It's disgusting. I am heated. Adam can stop me whenever he wants. You are heated. Hopefully now. Um, I think it's important to remember that all of these things are alleged. Um, nothing has actually Reportedly. been. Yeah, nothing has actually been proven at this point. It's just kind of up in the air, and we have no idea the veracity of these claims. But yeah, I mean, it's terrible. It's it's absolutely horrible. And I think the saddest part is Louisville's assumption that this works as recruiting, uh, because they, it that that shouldn't be a factor. I mean, you're supposed to be trying to go to a place where you can get an education, you can play basketball. However you value those two things is your prerogative, but there are so many other important factors than which school is going to provide strippers for you. It's a really sad testimony to the state of, of college basketball recruiting. It's a sad story for Louisville if it's true. It's a sad story for Rick Pitino if he knew about it. It's really just not good for anyone involved. Um, yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those where it just bums me out because nothing about this is positive. Usually in these situations, I try and make some jokes just to like lighten the mood in my own head, and I can't even come up with any here. No, none. And um, I guess I just on the lighter side, our listeners officially owe us a thank you for giving them two mic drops in this one burns my bacon. Uh, we both set us some good thoughts on there. If you want to get at us on Twitter and talk about this, we'd rather not. But if you want to talk about the Warriors, that's absolutely spectacular. Andy Bailey is still at Andrew D. Bailey. Adam can be found at Frommel09. That's F-R-O-M-A-L-0-9. I can be found at at Valley, F-A-V-A-L-E. All three of us can be reached at Hardwood Knox. Until next time, our loyal, loyal, loyal listeners. And I'm going to try and do this Bailey style. Shout out to Bino Udry. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like those perfect portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. And how Memojis now turn every FaceTime with the kids into fun time. (laughs) 
In fact, the only thing you'll love more than your iPhone XR is getting it included in the price when you get an unlimited plan. That's right. Get both unlimited and iPhone XR included for just 40 bucks a month. Sure, you can get unlimited somewhere else. But for the same price at T-Mobile, you get unlimited and iPhone XR. Join today and get iPhone XR included with your unlimited plan for just 40 bucks a line for four new lines. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. $30 for essentials plus $10 for iPhone XR with auto pay and qualifying trade-ins via 36 bill credits. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using more than 50 gigs per month. Video at 480p for well-qualified buyers plus taxes and fees. Contact us before canceling or remaining balances due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. Zero down plus $20.84 per month for 36 months. Full price $749.99, 0% APR. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like those perfect portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. And how emojis now turn every FaceTime with the kids into fun time. <laughs> in fact, the only thing you'll love more than your iPhone XR is getting it included in the price when you get an unlimited plan. That's right. Get both unlimited and iPhone XR included for just 40 bucks a month. Sure, you can get unlimited somewhere else. But for the same price at T-Mobile, you get unlimited and iPhone XR. Join today and get iPhone XR included with your unlimited plan for just 40 bucks a line for four new lines. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. $30 for essentials plus $10 for iPhone XR with auto pay and qualifying trade-ins via 36 bill credits. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using more than 50 gigs per month. Video at 480p for well-qualified buyers plus taxes and fees. Contact us before canceling or remaining balances due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. Zero down plus $20.84 per month for 36 months. Full price $749.99, 0% APR. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.